Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Comedy Film Nerds episode 351. It's pretty exciting. We're brought to you by HelloFresh today. Oh, snap. Yeah, it's the meal kit delivery service that makes cooking fun, easy, and convenient. But more about them later. <laughs> this is our first live episode back for 2017. Yes, it is. We're going to get into a lot of movies. Captain Fantastic, a little bit more Manchester by the Sea, Fences, and also a documentary uh, about Tony Robbins. And the Resident Evil uh, trailer, very exciting stuff. Well, um, having yeah, the Resident Evil trailer, I can't. I'm excited to go into that. That uh, Mila Jojovich's marriage is still going going well. That she can still work. Yes, <laughs> so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk. Uh, why don't we introduce our guest and we can talk a little bit about the? I watched the Golden Globes. Absolutely. Um, Did you watch all of it? I watched all of it. Wow, good I, for you. I, most of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a digital antenna because I cut my cable, so it kept screwing up. So periodically I have to stand up and move the antenna like I did when I was five. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but like then, a Neanderthal. Like, like a savage. <laughs> yeah. Like a savage. And then um, the great thing about the internet is that I posted that on Twitter, and then someone immediately sent me a link to an Amazon, to an Amazon page like, oh, I had the same problem in Kansas City, but I got this new digital antenna. Get the flat one. It works better. So... All taken care of. No, <laughs> nerds on the internet immediately solve my TV. That's so helpful. It was so helpful. That's what I love about the internet. I get spam links for like sunglasses, so I'm very jealous that yours is actually helpful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, folks, that is our guest, first time guest, never been on the show, uh, Annabelle DeSisto. Hi, thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. Um, now you have a podcast too, right? You yes, I'm one? sure we share a lot of the same listeners. Yeah. It's called <laughs> It's called Adderall and Compliments, mm-hmm. and because <laughs> I named after my two favorite things, and <laughs> it's mostly just me and um, all of my girlfriends. Most well, they're all actors and comedians, so we're all unemployed and have time all throughout the week to record. Yeah, so that's why, that's why we... That's yeah, why. no, makes sense. I, that's, that's our Nothing surprising schedule. so far. Yeah, it's <laughs> a reason for me to put on pants and leave my apartment. And we mostly just talk about pop culture and dating and they have sex stories. I don't, not for me being private. It's just I'm that boring that I don't have any. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then just Adderall tangents where we start off with the list of things we're going to talk about and then it... Um, normally never gets there. But is Adderall a sponsor? Yeah, I, God, I wish it was. Ugh. But maybe they don't want to sponsor me because I've been selling it without them knowing for a very, very long time. So <laughs> they've been getting free ads. Yeah. So right. and we were talking before the show. So we, I met you in Seattle several years ago. You were working on the BJ Shea show, and when I yes. was coming through there, um, I was I came on the show a couple times with Doug Benson. Yes. And you worked on that show. Um, and how did you tell us how you got that gig? (laughs) I was an intern working on like the top morning zoo show in West Palm, Florida, where it was like the wacky ones with like a bunch of noise effects. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And (laughs) we had those in Philly too. Yeah. It's, uh, really wild and crazy. A lot of spin wheels for contests and stuff. Super fun. Um, (laughs) so me and the, uh, main co-host, the, Guy and the girl got along great. The man on the street, the wacky one who would come to work in pajamas, oh. even though he's like 40 years old, and people were like, that's adorable. And I'm like, he, mm, 
All right. Um, okay. That's one adjective. Yeah, it's yeah. like a Halloween, but the whole year, mm-hmm. but not in a sexy, fun way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I but a sad like, sort of a... Yeah, it was just a sad, like, he's that guy at the party. Um, we had gotten into such a terrible relationship We were like where we wouldn't talk at all, but I'd have to drive him around for all his stunts. And he once slammed my... I was driving my dad's car, and he slammed the door so hard that he broke the door. <laughs> And wow. my dad's like, you work for free and I got my door broken. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, I get like a free T-shirt once they, oh. you know, at the end. So it all worked out. Um, so it got so bad that I met that Seattle radio show at a convention. And it's not like Seattle takes its rock music seriously at all. <laughs> so they were like, oh, this girl is perfect who has Blink-182 on her iPod, like, and it was just like the all the small things song. Own any flannel? Um, no. Well, actually, now in comedy, uh, I bought one because I wanted to fit in with my improv class. Uh, <laughs> but in Seattle, like it was so much fun when you guys come up, and I would love it when you would come to visit, especially Doug, because whenever Doug came to visit, people would bring food to the studio. Yes, I noticed that every time I did morning radio with him, he would have all kinds of food. I remember one time at uh, Preston and Steve in Philly, somebody made cupcakes, and half of the cupcakes had his podcast, Doug Loves Movies, and half of the podcast, uh, half of the po- cupcakes had our podcast. Logo. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah you tell me, you took was, pictures I took of photos that. of it. I was like, we had comedy film nerd cupcakes. What? That's great. That is some Pinterest worthy <laughs> stuff. That's when you know <laughs> that you've made it. I know mm-hmm. it was. Uh, it made me think that at some point, my goal with this company is to start a bakery, a comedy well, film nerd's bakery. Ben would be on board. <laughs> yeah, Ben would be our intern, Ben. Oh, my God. That guy could make some, some, oh, some man. treats. That's one thing I'm excited about doing taxes because he helps with the books. Uh, I don't even need him to come in. I tell him he has to come in because I know we'll bring a dessert. Oh, that's what you're doing. You're yeah, just doing yeah. dessert delivery with yeah. uh, some bookkeeping. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole reason I donated blood. Like, yeah. not to, I was like, they give you a cookie. <laughs> and I stood in line and I texted my friend who was already doing it because I got there late, of course. He, he, um, he was all excited last time I talked to him. He had a special tool that would um, scoop out the middle of a cupcake and he could put different fillings in. Ooh, like a melon ball, but for... Yes, but for... Cupcake. It, has, cupcake melon ball? it had a special name ben, that I can't I, remember. You should start a dessert tax service where you yes. people like every year I was like oh I don't want to do taxes I'll come to your house I'll do yep. your books and I'll bring treats yeah uh, he could be a, a millionaire you be a fucking millionaire I would actually do my taxes if they gave me dessert right yeah, yeah. everyone would everyone wins yeah the government make, makes more money you know what mm-hmm. I mean everyone gets happy everyone's paying their taxes and being law abiding citizens oh. and you get uh, cupcakes with a special filling because yeah. a guy had a melon baller right smart it Listen, all. Ben. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to help you out. This is like a Shark Tank podcast. I love it. Really it is. It is. Yeah. That's what we do. We're the Shark Tank of podcasts. Which one's the Mark Cuban? So. Oh, we oh, take yeah. turns. <laughs> I wish. I wish one of us had Which a one of you has a failing basketball team? <laughs> If that meant I had a private jet and that much yeah. disposable income, I would gladly coach some. I mean, Mark Cuban literally has a failing basketball team. That's how rich you are. You can have a failing basketball team, and it doesn't matter. I, that's <laughs> that's what I, I want to be. That rich, where I can just right. have a vanity project and just yeah. like, oh, I own. I just wanted to. I just wanted good seats for the game. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, this is failing. You know, all the eccentric millionaires. Fine, I'll just go into space. Yeah, you know, everyone's working on a space program. All right, I'll do that. I'll <laughs> or take drone my basketball. Delivery. My failed basketball. 
football team into space. Yeah. <laughs> or I'd motivate. I see you guys win a championship. Maybe somebody gets It's going to be like the Space Jam sequel. Yes. <laughs> yes exactly. exactly. That's it. You should be on Shark Tank. Um, so, right. I saw the Golden Globes. All right. Let's talk about it. I saw some of it. I, I, um, I for, well, the first thing I will say, I'm not surprised at all. La La Land won a fair amount of reward. Awards. That was like so tailor fit for the Hollywood right. foreign press. That was like, oh, this is great. Big stars, musical, uh, modern, updated, funny, fun, and uh, a celebration of Hollywood. That's like, you know, you're literally checking all the boxes that they would uh, vote for. It's catnip for that. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I liked LA, La La Land. We so talked, did I. We talked mm-hmm. about it on the show. But I was like, man, it's really it won a couple more awards than I thought it should have. That's that was my only thing. Like, and I and I was live tweeting and I was like, it's a good movie. I don't think it's this good. And one person's like, I completely disagree with you, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the voice I assume. Signed Ryan Gosling. Like, <laughs> but um I I had such a peculiar reaction to the Golden Globes this year. Um, first the- of all, Usually, like last year, I was like, oh, I'm excited. It's award season, and I love live tweeting. Can we agree that Jimmy Fallon is awful? He's not <laughs> can we, can we he's just not agree funny. that Jimmy is just absolutely terrible? And I think, too, I definitely, there, there definitely is some some of the my post-election feelings influencing this in the sense that, like, Jimmy Fallon, who's like, we're having, you know, he's had Donald Trump on his show. Like, <laughs> we're going to ask him crazy questions. Like, I'm so fucking tired of that, and... And then, you know, there's real problems facing this country. And then to watch a bunch of millionaires in expensive clothes kind of made me kind of go, maybe go fuck off. I don't know. Like, but then I was, then I came back and I was getting. Were you hungry? I was hungry. I was. No, Chris, actually, actually, no, it wasn't a hunger, anger. I wasn't, it wasn't a hunger rage. It wasn't a hanger. It wasn't a hanger. It wasn't angry, Graham. It was, I had, I had gone to uh, one of my favorite restaurants, Veggie Delight. Oh, okay. The, the Veggie Grill, mm-hmm. which is vegetarian. So fashion. you were just tired. I was just of, of, uh, watching people that I know and have worked with on TV make a bunch of money. Yeah. I was tired of that. Um, so I, but then I was so done with it. And then I actually was Meryl Streep's speech where I went, all right, good yeah, for her. They didn't her. play her off. No, they didn't play her off. And good for her, how she, how she phrased that, how she didn't even mention Trump's name. And of course he still right. got mad. Um, and, uh, well, can I just say this? Finally, we have a politician with the courage to take down Meryl Streep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the thing that's so funny, and the other thing that I realized that I sort of was going back and forth of, I was like, um, I was going, I was going back and forth about, ah, look at all these people. They're, you know, they're wearing their jewelry costs more than the budget of our movie earbuds, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'm like, and and. And after Meryl Streep did it, I'm like, well, I can't wait for the Trump and his supporters. Oh, these rich Hollywood, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? If the real criminals of this country, the banking industry, the oil industry, had a gala event that was on national TV, you would really see how what awful rich people <laughs> can be. And they were giving awards to yeah, each other. giving awards <laughs> to each other and s- fucking stroking each other on like, this guy has, you know, sent more people to poverty. <laughs> you know, if you saw them, you would love 
these somewhat out of touch liberal millionaires. <laughs> you would absolutely love them. So I don't know. I, I at the end of it, I was kind of just like, I don't know. It was the most peculiar reaction to the Oscars I think I've ever, or the Golden Globes or any award mm-hmm. show that I've ever had. So, well, it's it's interesting. Uh, we predicted this last year too. Do you notice how they didn't say television series anymore? Right now, it's series, series. because people aren't watching them on. Through television oh. networks it's, any longer. It's, it's episodic content. You know is what, really it, what it is. My wife made a point. She's like, "Well, you, we're still watching it on a television." I said, "Yes, but it's not delivered by a television station. That's our the network, whole yeah. our network. That's the whole point. Is that uh, you know a lot of people are watching or binge watching on a phone or a tablet now too. Um, so I, I, I'll tell you." It was one of those shows, too, where it was like, all right, we're going to make it as bland and boring as possible. The only thing that was at all interesting was the were some of the speeches. So, But, like, you know, the, the, the choice of Jimmy Fallon was like, could you find someone more boring to actually – well, you know, he's not going to say anything offensive to anyone – I mean, that's We've like had too much of Ricky Gervais. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, but but even like you know, uh, like Tina Fey and uh, they were great they were fantastic. When they did it a couple yeah, of years ago because it, it had a voice, it had an interesting perspective. It, you know, it, and they put teeth and in it was everything. satirical. Yeah, exactly. They, they had Jimmy Fallon is just everything's great and nice and frilly and I was watching Jimmy that Fallon sh- is anti comedy. I feel like he's like the warm-up guy if you've ever been to if you've ever been a tourist and like gone to like Regis and Kelly, which I did. Right. And they have like the like hype person where they yeah, were like, yeah. who can scream the loudest for like a piece of candy? Like I feel like mm-hmm. that's what he would be really right. great at. And I got so excited because Tina Fey came out in the like video montage at the beginning. I'm like, right. oh yes. And then he just like pushed away. I was like, that's all we got. And now we have another two minutes of Yes. Him and Je- I was like, wait, you and Justin Timberlake are friends? I had no idea. Like, Ugh. yeah, and that's all it was. So all it is is that stuff. It's all like I liked having Questlove on stage. That was mm-hmm. cool. Um, that was just a, a different way of doing things. But then everything else is. I, I, mean, I was watching the show and I even tweeted this. I go, I feel like a year or two from now, when the country's in a, a bloody civil war, that this they'll still have this award show and everyone will just be wearing pins for the resistance or something like that. Well, I will say this. I was uh, surprised to see Deadpool nominated, uh-huh. so uh, which it was a really interesting um, development because, you know, you also have that musical slash comedy category. Uh-huh. And as Matt Damon, you know, made a point in his speech, it's like, yeah, The Martian won for, um, yeah, the best musical or comedy, which is funnier than The Martian was. <laughs> that he actually... So I, I don't know. Every everything still needs to be revamped and reworked. You, it does, you know, I did. I just feel like I'm watching this old format. Yes, yeah, it is. It's old format, old categories. It's just it needs it needs to be uh, rebooted. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. So that's it. Let's get into the actual movies. Let's do it. Uh, it's sad because that's like my favorite award show but the only thing that doesn't have to be rebooted is I my favorite part is just seeing the actors and actresses have to like awkwardly like remove like the chairs and have to go through people because it's like that's my favorite part I wish that they would just have that of people having to get through watching Emma Stone be like excuse me excuse me excuse me and then celebrity chair shuffle yes it's like my favorite somebody's developing it's like a corporate retreat i just i love it still like the most confident people and they still cannot get to a stage or do a speech correctly i'm like you won for best performance like act like you can give a speech like (laughs) be a character who's like i'm great at giving speeches like it's very odd but yeah let's go it's like it is a corporate retreat it really is i mean i do like the golden globes because 
I like the fact that it's a dinner party and they're all drinking and yes. you come back from commercial and you see them all talking to each other. And I'm just right. wondering what those conversations are. Especially at the bar. Yeah. Like where they, you know, where they don't have the cameras. Right. <laughs> you know, and every, and even Matt Damon said it. He's like, guys, come back from the bar. Like we're yeah. back from commercial. <laughs> like no one's paying We attention. need to get these seat fillers out, out, <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. That's why I don't think a lot of people know that there's, you'll never see an empty seat in an award show because they have seat fillers. Like if yeah. somebody's going to the bathroom or wherever mm-hmm. there's, somebody comes in and fills the seat. Uh, well, that, the, my favorite part about the seat fillers <laughs> is when they do the, and the nominees are, and they do the close up of the nominee. There's some no-name person behind them leaning in to make sure they're in camera. That's my favorite thing. It's going to be my seat in a second. I mean, if you guys remember the 2013 Grammys, um, that was me. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get the seat, Phil? (laughs) Yes, I was so excited for literally two seconds. They were like, get out, get out, get out. And I was so terrified about like stepping on Mark Anthony's then wife's dress. And like, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to blow on Mark Anthony. He's going to fly away. He was like three feet tall and 60 pounds, but it was the worst experience of my life. He would stand outside in a gown for like 13 hours without a cell phone, without a, like without a purse or anything. And then they are like, okay, go, go, go. And they scream at you. And then by the time you finally get in there, they're like, what are you doing? Get out, get out, get out. They're coming back. Did you also do that for free? Yes. Were you an intern seat filler? Oh, yeah, of course. I don't I don't think I've made any money since getting out of high school. <laughs> Once I stopped being a Hooters waitress, that was it for me oh. making money. <laughs> Not to brag, you guys. Just treat me like a regular person. <laughs> wow, I can't believe you're from Florida. I'm shocking. <laughs> I'm so successful and normal. Isn't that like... Does Hooters like have a career day at high schools? Yes, they? that's their <laughs> where their main outsource. That's where the original Hooters was. What, so that's their. What's that pitch? This is the best it's going to get for you. Is that <laughs> that's when Hooters comes to yeah. the high school? It's the opposite of yeah. what they tell like gay teens of like it gets better. They just come in there like it doesn't get better. Just <laughs> take this job. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're right. It does not get oh, better. Top of the mountain. So yeah. Yeah. get some. You're wings. lucky we're here. Yeah, take yeah. some wings home. It was take a flapatizer. <laughs> That's a real name. Oh yeah, I worked at the one in Tallahassee, which I worked at the what? Because Hooters originated in Florida. Um, okay, for yes. high class, course, yes. There's, there's nothing more. There's no other state that could have come from. Yes, that keeps Christmas lights up all year round, and that is the decor of Hooters. Uh, I worked at the one in Tallahassee, so we had all the hottest girls, not just from FSU, but the girls who were actually like on the Hawaiian Tropic bottles and wow. who were like Miss Hooters, not just in the United States calendar, but everywhere. They were like on the international cal- calendar. They're it. So we had them come in since they worked there, but they didn't even have to work. They just had to do like celebrity appearances at the job since they were so hot. And so when you're a waiter, wait, just like you have your sections. So I would go up and I'm like, hi guys, welcome Hooters. I had one table, a bunch of frat guys, and they're like, oh, can we have one of the hot ones? And I was like, sorry, you're stuck in my section. Anyway, flappetizers and hot <laughs> celery sticks. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. <laughs> oh, great. I've dropped sauce on my giant white sneakers. I have to buy another pair. They made so much money. I also lost money at Hooters. Anyway, I'm sorry. I know that this is this is not what the podcast is about is unsuccessful waitressing. But. Did they pay you at Hooters or did you work there for free too? Um, I actually at the end owed them money because every time you <laughs> every time you <laughs> I think Annabelle, we really need to we, we need to work on your finances. My parents <laughs> 
<laughs> if you needed some books, I'd like my, yeah. my dad literally is like Chike, which is what they call me. That sounds like a like racial slur. It's Chike. I just want to make sure that um, they he was like, please stop working. He's like, it literally costs me more money when you work. So just just don't have a job because it's costing. It's I'd rather you just not have a job because what you're doing. I'm like, but people don't know. I'm like, every time you rip your pantyhose, you have to buy another one on the floor it's like nobody's looking at our pantyhose no one's coming to hooters to see like a run in our you know 80s secretary pantyhose i don't know why we're wearing these yeah it's a i'm not on here to give business advice <laughs> it's to distract you for the fact that you're working at hooters yes it's <laughs> oh, fantastic well, well i've right. learned a lot yeah me too this has so been fascinating yeah <laughs> behind the biz info yeah so the takeaway here is don't go to college. All right. You won't exactly. be recruited by Hooters. Yeah, good play. Uh, good so, play. They recruited so, me. <laughs> um, so speaking of uh, don't go to college, Captain Fantastic. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I saw this a while ago on a plane, really liked it. Um, I, I just caught up with it, too. I saw it on a plane. All right. So what, <laughs> so, what, what did you think of it? You know what? I, I really had mixed feelings about this film. I thought um, I liked it. I thought... Viggo Mortensen's performance was really good. I liked the casting. I liked all the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Langella was really good. Right, as the father. And uh, as the father, yeah. <clears throat> but I really felt like it kind of went off the rails towards the end. Like, I didn't think it stuck the landing. Like, there were a couple weird things. I don't want to give anything away at the end, but there, there is one scene where, obviously, you know, it was coming from the premise of the film, where he pretty much drops out and raises his kids in the wilderness, uh, at some point, there's going to be that confrontation of, well, are you helping these kids or are you really hurting them? And when that gets kind of brought to a head in the film, I thought that was a really cool and compelling sequence. But then I feel like the scenes after it kind of like dismissed that whole revelation that kind of happened. Like, like the, I don't think the ending matched the climax of the film. Like it was kind of a weird thing. I, I, I It's hard to talk about without kind of giving everything right, away. Right, right, right. But I, I felt like it didn't quite stick the landing but it's definitely worth a view it's too long but it is a, it's definitely worth a uh, worth a look especially for Viggo Mortensen's performance I, I'll tell you he's one of those actors too that looked old when he was young so now when he is getting older he looks exactly the same oh he looks fantastic yeah. mm-hmm. he looks like a Captain Fantastic yeah <laughs> um, yeah I, you know it's interesting you say that because I think it did kind of it a little slow for me but overall I, I don't know I, I guess I didn't have the same problems mm. with it and again I don't want to go into the ending to ruin it but like it really um, maybe because that's probably how I would raise kids <laughs> some hippie weird self defense jungle yeah. or something like that you know um, so I was like yeah this is right yeah. and I, uh, makes sense I reject everything Frank Langella <laughs> so but he is Viggo Mortensen I think is one of these for me he's one of these really underrated actors in the sense that he doesn't he isn't mentioned like often in on the short list of like fan, amazing actors mm-hmm. he's, so you don't like put him in like the top five when I think you should because this performance for me when he because he obviously is just he, this character chose to to reject society and take the kids out there and then when he has to confront that, oh, God, maybe, you know, he's not pigheaded. You know, he's not like, oh, I'm right, you're wrong. He ha- he does. There are, there are those scenes where he's confronting, maybe I am. And that the how he handles that as an actor, I thought was, was really amazing. So 
Um, but he doesn't get enough credit. Like he doesn't, he doesn't get a lot of nominations. He doesn't, I, I don't know if it's just like, oh, he's the Lord of the Rings guy or something. And so these <laughs> smaller parts get dismissed or something, but it's interesting. I'm like, I mean, oh, he, he's the guy with the horse. That's how I know him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. He's the horse guy. <laughs> and he's been, you know, he's been acting for a very yeah. long time. Yeah. I mean, what was that Al Pacino movie he was in? Which one was that? That was, uh, um, it, it wasn't, Scarface. It was another one, um, but it was like that kind of era of film. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he was in like there's all these movies that like a history of violence or Eastern Promises. Keep that, going, keep going way down. But I mean, the, my <laughs> my point of those is um, those were those were really those were really powerful performances. Yes. that just didn't get he doesn't get the nominations. He doesn't get the buzz. Um, I mean, but then, you know, he's great as the uh, Navy SEAL instructor in G.I. Jane. <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> that tough, one. but fair. Yeah. I, uh-huh. um, uh, you know, and, he, and then he just... Oh, Carlito's Way. That was the Oh, one. God, he's Yeah, great. he's in Carlito's he's Way. Yeah, Carlito's Way. So it's, uh, you know, he's, a, he's one of those actors that, you know, I agree. I don't think he really gets the due that he deserves because he's been solid for a while and also ageless because like he looked like he was 50 probably when he was 20 uh-huh. <laughs> now now that he's older it looks exactly the same um well, he's like doc brown where he still looks the same to me it's like yeah. <laughs> yeah he does and i actually met him at the albuquerque film festival they were honoring him and he yeah was, yeah he's a really nice uh, soft-spoken dude and mm-hmm. um you know he also saw interviews during the election because he backed Jill Stein and he took a lot of shit from like his liberal friends were mad at him. Oh, really? And he was like, huh, nah, that's what I believe. Yeah. <laughs> back, <laughs> off. back off. Back <laughs> off. Be like, gun into 88 and don't go to election day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sit that one out. So, so Captain Fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. Like I said, I did. I don't think it stuck the landing, but it's it's worth seeing for. I think the casting of the kids I thought was really good, yeah. and the um, his performance. Yeah, his performance sure. is great. And Frank Langella is always good. Frank, Frank Langella is always, good, always too. good too. Like you know, he's whenever you see him, you're like, well, I kind of want to see more scenes with him. And I thought there would be another one, but there wasn't. Uh, <laughs> all right, Annabelle, you saw the Tony Robbins doc. I'm not your guru. Yes. So this looks very interesting to me because he was such a phenomenon in the 90s. Like, his stuff was everywhere. And now... So how is this documentary? What is it, like... I may be biased because I am a lover of Tony Robbins. I've been to two of his seminars. (laughs) 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 Clearly none of the business stuff rubbed off on me, but... um, (laughs) Yeah, so why did you even go? (laughs) Yeah. um, (laughs) Was your dad just like, oh, God, all right. My mom had gone... Another thing that's going to cost me money. Exactly. It was just like, ugh, if... I, she spent money in, st- in stupider ways, which is true. That's how I look at everything. I'm like, eh, I spent it on way worse. Um, <laughs> my mom had gone to one and she bought me a ticket without me knowing. She's like, that's how, if they have to spring something on me, they're like, we already bought it. You're going. That's like my version of military camp was being sent to Tony Robbins where I had no choice. And I thought it was going to be like a bunch of like divorcees, like throwing themselves on the ground crying. Like, cause I had no idea what it was going <laughs> to, I was like, oh no. Uh, I had no idea it was going to be the most physically like strenuous thing I've ever done in my life. On the first night, you have been up for you've been in this freezing cold giant like a, like Staples Center, like how they they have it in giant convention centers because there's thousands of people, and you've been in there screaming and jumping up and down and listening to him for 
13 hours. And then he's like, now we're going to do the hot coal walk. So I've done, I walked over hot coals twice. Really? Yeah. And the first time I was way more nervous the second time I did it. And the second one I was at Oprah did. I was like, Oprah, why the fuck are you here? Like, what do you need to improve? Like beat it. (laughs) Like I was fascinated just watching her, which they told us like, cause they have the different areas obviously of like, all right, they have the peasants in the back and then, you know, the gold lux is like $15,000 a day seat and you get like fruit for free and like a, you know, and get to sit in first, um, something stupid. But obviously Oprah was there and they're like, you know, let's try to make her comfortable. Don't stare at her. I'm like, you realize she's the only people, like the only thing people are staring at. Right. We're, I'm yeah. not looking at Tony. I, he could not even be on stage. I'm just looking at Oprah. Especially if she's going to walk on hot coals. Yeah, I'm just like, what? I need to see it. Where's well, yeah. Gail? There's, like, I'm t- Yeah, there's Oprah walking on hot coals. Don't look. I was like, how <laughs> There's no one on the face of the earth that couldn't look at that. And I'm like, I want to be one of those coals. Like, let her walk on me. I don't care. Um, but so I am I am a huge believer in him and I love him. So it was really interesting to see like the behind the scenes of it and how he works with his staff and preparing himself to do one of these retreats. So I really loved his process because he's very, very, very big on like schedule and process and the things you have to do to get into like he calls it state and like peak optimum state. So he'll, he has you jump up up and down for like five minutes. And this is like every four, like every like hour, I would say you have to do all these like aerobics. And he's also very big, like big on human contact where you have to do like a massage chain of the people next to you and like hugged it. And I'm not a contact person. I'm not a physical, like, so to have to massage a stranger and then have to have them massage you for an extended period of time was difficult. Um, <laughs> but he, Seeing him work with people was really, really interesting. I think it's really inspiring. And also you see, like, Maria Menounos is there and, like, Julianne Huff. The Huffs, like, if any of you guys are Dancing with the Stars fans, uh, Derek <laughs> Huff is <laughs> a big uh, big groupie of Tony Robbins. And there's one girl who has, like, the most heart-wrenching story. There's, like, also, like, these super depressing stories. But what I liked was behind the scenes he's about to go out and like one of his like 10 assistants has the binder and this is like the third day where he normally asks everyone he's like all right this is the third day who's still suicidal and like 30 people because on the first day he's like who's suicidal and like half the audience raises their hand and then the other half is normally lying um (laughs) but on the third day he's like now who's suicidal and like 30 people raise their hand and he's like, all of you are just seeking attention because the real suicidal people aren't raising their hand. And he like goes because he's looked at binders of these. And this is a more expensive retreat. I did uh, Unleash the Power Within, the UPW. Um, it's, the, it's the first, it's the entry level retreat. This is um, where they profile everyone? Yes, this is. Uh, <laughs> it's it's very much like Scientology where there's different levels you have to mm-hmm. pay for. Your bank account info? <laughs> the first day. And I had nothing in my bank accounts. So they did not care. Um, but this is like one of the most expensive retreats. And so they're preparing him. They have pictures of the people who are like saying they're suicidal. And he's looking and he's like, oh, this woman's been here 10 times before. Just no, I'm not wasting any time on her. Wow. And like going through and he like has his regulars. But like seeing his process of working out and screaming at himself in the mirror and then jumping into his, like, it's at his, like, eighth mansion on Star Island. And he has, you know, when people go ice fishing and they have, like, those little Uh holes. He has one of those in his backyard that it's barely big enough to fit his, you know, 
insanely giant body, but he, I think it's freezing water that he jumps in and submerges himself in for like a minute and then he gets into really hot water. It's, he has a whole process. So it's cool seeing that because he makes everybody else do it or so, he tells everybody to do it. So he's like, just out of his goddamn mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's is what, it, what we're, yeah. we're hearing. It's really, um, did he used to work at a Hooters? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's really inspiring though. He makes a woman break up with her boyfriend on the phone in front of everyone. Like he's the boyfriend's a shithead or something like well, that. No, she's a shithead. And he's like, You're torturing this poor guy. And he was like, You should you should break up with him. And he's like, she's like, Yeah. And he's like, if you don't do it now, you're not gonna break up with him. He's like, You should do it now on the phone right now. And so of course, all the audience is just like, Ooh, yeah. And she's like, and so he's like, call him right now. And so she's doing this in front of like eight thousand people. Not to mention like, however, many, however many people are watching the documentary. And he like, like she calls him. He's like, hey, babe, what's up? Are you enjoying the seminar? How's it going? Oh. He's like, can't wait to hear all that when you get home. And she's like, um, we need to talk. And he's like, what's going on? Is everything okay? Do you need me to come pick you up? And she's like, about that. Ugh. And so watching that was hilarious and heartbreaking at the same time. Because there's this guy that's like doing anything for her. Is it that kind of situation? Yeah. And, and then to be broken up with on the speakerphone in front of an entire center. And, and then, recorded on a documentary. And then forever. on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Of him like sobbing on the phone. Wow. This is highly entertaining, guys. I highly yeah. recommend it. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. So if anyone who's like, I think Tony Robbins is complete bullshit, it's a scam, what would they get out of this doc? I think seeing how practical he is where a – where my idea going into it, you just think he's like, just think positive and it's power of the secret and like very uplifting, like Richard Simmons type, like, come on, just smile. And he's just like, you're a fuck up. This is what you're doing. You will continue to be a failure unless you do this, this and this. And so he's very like a lot harsher than people would think. Ah. And which is fun because like people will stand up and they're like, this is my problem. And within like a minute, he's like, shut the fuck up. This isn't your problem. Your problem is this and you're wasting everybody's time. And they're like, uh, yeah, that that is my... So he's able to, since he's done this for so long, he's able to see everybody. He's like heard every story. Right. right. Although like w- one girl... Uh, says like this really she was like sold into like a sex oh, cult God. or country and he was like you could see on his face he's like I've never dealt with this one okay <laughs> <laughs> we're like innocent so his thing was like I'm gonna introduce you to Maria Menounos so like after she gets to meet like Maria Menounos and Julianne Huff which I'm like eh you know there is some benefit I guess what, what was the like point of view of this documentary was it commissioned by him was it somebody recording him like was it an independent documentary or if you, or is this kind of like we're going to make a documentary as part of the brand. I think it was part of the brand, but seeing him work behind the scenes and seeing how it affects people and you see how his trainers work with people and you see the progress from the beginning of the weekend till the end. Mm -hmm. And that's really cool to see. So even my friend who's completely skeptical of this and hates it and she's like he just has like a pituitary gland problem and he's a crazy millionaire why are you giving him more money (laughs) but i'm like yeah i get it just like watch this documentary and she's like okay i i get it i understand why like where he's incredibly motivating where i'm like he's listen i mean is he he's no worse than like joel olstein he's like a lot more dynamic you know people like follow him so much like listen like do you think this person's gonna be worse than (laughs) that guy (laughs) you know like if Oprah's there, it's just like all these celebrities like Sylvester Stallone and Bill Clinton. And he has all these, I mean, I'd say pretty reputable like clients. I mean, 
Mm-hmm. Oprah goes to him. <laughs> you know, so yeah, like that's sho- that's the most shocking part of what you've said to me is that Oprah goes because I'm just like exactly I'd be like Oprah, you should be giving your own goddamn <laughs> seminar. Yeah, like exactly. you're you have built up an empire. Like you have your own channel. You own your own channel. You have your own everything. Like mm-hmm. what are you doing? But that's fascinating. All right, I'll, All right. I'm curious to see it now. Yep. That makes me. I am not your guru. So I want, I, and I want to see you walk on coals. Yes. It's seriously, it's really cool. I have little ashes. It looks weird. I have like a bag of ashes. <laughs> from your feet? I, yes. From, <laughs> I was terrified. I'm like, is my nail polish going to catch on fire? That's what I was like most worried about. I'm like, I have toenail polish on. What if I light? I'm like, And they're like, uh, just go. And yeah. they... <laughs> Use the power of your mind. But I highly recommend it. And if anybody, you know, regrets that hour, you can tweet me grievances at Annabelle Lee 417. <laughs> <laughs> you won't, but just have, like, you're watching worse stuff. Yeah, you're watching worse stuff. There's worse stuff that you can Yeah, watch. there's, you know, worse ways you spent your time. Just try it. All right. All right, let's do Manchester by the Sea. I saw this um, yesterday, actually. And I, I have to say, it was... It was really moving. It had some really um, great parts to it, some great performances. Um, Again, it's the same critique with Captain Fantastic. It was too long. It could have been shorter. It was like almost two and a half hours long. But for a slow-moving drama, that makes it even slower. But here's the interesting thing. I thought, you know, some of these scenes, they go on just a little bit too long. You know, there's a couple of extra lines of dialogue that you don't really need. uh, But it was deliberate. It was one of those things where you really, um, the director wanted you to get the feel and a um, a snapshot of these characters, even if that was going to take longer. And I was thinking, it kind of feels a little bit like a play. And sure enough, the writer-director is also a playwright. So you could see that that kind of bled into the way the screenplay was written and the way the film was directed. Um, so Kenneth Lonergan, uh, I believe. Uh, and, and it was a screenplay that was on the blacklist. He directed it, but I think he... I, you can look it up real quick. I think he wrote it too. Um, yeah. Um, so, but Matt Damon was originally going to star and direct, uh, but the story was pitched to director Kenneth Lonergan by Matt Damon and John Krasinski. Because I think they, they work together. Kenneth Lonergan wrote and directed. Yes. It. Okay. Um, yeah. This is interesting because I, prior to Sunday, I've always liked Casey Affleck. Yes. I was interested to see this film. The trailer looked uh, interesting. I'm live tweeting the Oscars and I see on Twitter a bunch of people talking about Casey Affleck, his like sexual harassment, his sexual assault stuff. And I was like, what? Yeah. And that I had that same reaction right before the show when you guys were talking about it. I didn't know either. So I didn't want to just like, especially like post-election fake news. I'm like, I'm not just going to say yes or retweet. I'm not going to do that anymore. So I Google searched it. And it's not pretty. He has, there's a bunch of women he's been a creep to wow. on sets. I mean, really like, and it wasn't just like one website. It was a bunch of them and a bunch of women have started to come forward. And I was just like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to see this movie now. Like it's really, it's, it's, they've swept that under the rug or something. Like it's. It, I, we didn't know about it. No. Mm-mm. I mean, have you heard about it, Annabelle? I had heard about it, but just because I go to my favorite like celebrity Hollywood site is called Oh No They Didn't, which I highly recommend. It honestly has the, it's not just Hollywood gossip. It's they have like movie. It's the most informative website. I promise you, you guys will love it if you like movies and this podcast. So that's where I get all my news, and they give you like the most rando stories also because they just need stuff like every minute. 
And so I like read the full story from I think one of the like director's assistants where she woke up and he was like spooning her. Yeah. Where she just like it's very I don't know as if sex, being sexually assaulted isn't terribly like terrible enough. I mean to be sexually assaulted by like Ben Affleck's brother. It's not even Ben Affleck. <laughs> Like, that would be the most depressing part to me. <laughs> like, not the tall, good-looking old Yeah, one. not the one who's busy counting cards, like, in Vegas. Like, it's his brother. <laughs> like, his sniffling little brother who only gets roles that, like, his brother's best friend directs or produces. Yeah. Like... I know. That's a. <laughs> I know. He's like the Rob Schneider of like serious film where the old, he's not getting him by himself. Yeah. It's. Or like Judd Apatow's kids. Like there's family connected to the movie or else he's not in the it's movie. It's really. It's like. I read this and I was like, God, because I was so ready to like, oh man, get on board with this movie and oh, he's a serious actor, but I don't care how serious he is. <laughs> if you're doing this kind of stuff, fuck you. And you're wearing a man bun to the Golden Globes, yeah. like you're in Shave yoga. And haircut. Yeah. You know what I mean? You didn't like, it's, we don't need any more man buns. Well, then don't see silence. <laughs> <laughs> I did see silence. We'll talk about that on another episode. Oh, I saw a bunch of movies while yeah, we were those, those um those man buns then they probably digitally took the uh, lines out of them well, the way the, 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 the coifs work and the, the overacting of Andrew Garfield that, that distracts you from the man buns but that's another but, episode yeah we'll all right we'll that save that another episode but now I will say barring sexual assault that's <laughs> at the side talk about the actual movie um it did have fantastic performances. The, what I liked about it was the way the movie was crafted. Like, it was a character study. It was a character piece. Every character had um, um, different strengths and weaknesses, you know, baggage and goals. And it was very slow and slow moving. But um, most of the time, that you didn't mind it. Some of the times you did. You're like, come on, let's get to it. And one of the things I really liked about it, when I st- say the way it was structured is because sometimes when you have movies done by incompetent people, you have characters with these traits and motivations that completely um, come out of nowhere or they completely contradict earlier character traits or motivations. With this movie, none of that happened. Like every time you see a weird character trait or like a motivation, you're like, oh, I wonder what that's about. It gets revealed why that person is that way, uh. like later in the film. So it was one of those um, movies that actually unfolded organically. You're like, oh, well, that, you know, that person's, that character is very closed off and, you know, emotionally distant. I wonder why that is. And then you go, oh, now I know. And that's pretty good reason now. <laughs> like, uh, um, so I thought it was really good. It played a little bit with like time, like it jumped back and forth in time a little bit, like to the point where a couple of times it was a little jarring. You're like, wait, are we jumping back in time? Or are we not jumping back in time? Like that, that kind of thing. But um, all in all, even though it was too long, it was a really well put together kind of character study of these pieces. Now, I will say again with the ending is uh, um, it was one of those movies that I'm like, OK, it's already close to two and a half hours. Is this movie going to have an ending or is it just going to end? Just kind of ends. Yeah, so, I've heard a lot, yeah. Of, uh, a lot of complaints about the ending. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, let's uh, OK. We're, you know, back to indie movies from the 90s. OK. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to stop. We're not going to actually put an ending in. We've run out of film. And this is where the movie's going to end. Uh, so that's, if I had the complaint, that was where it would be. But as far as like performances and 
uh, directing, and I thought it was uh, it was really a solid character drama. Well, I want to talk about it. So the next movie, Fences, that I saw yes. is also an adapted stage play, mm-hmm. and the performances in Fences are fantastic. So Denzel Washington and Viola Davis. Like Denzel Washington uh, did this play 114 times on Broadway in 2010. Mm-hmm. So him and Viola Davis are there's fantastic scenes in this movie. Yes, they're two solid actors. Um, they both should get Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. Um, August Wilson is a, is a fantastic playwright. Here's the, the the thing that I and this might just be my personal preference because I've watched so much theater. Mm-hmm. It's an adapted. August Wilson did the adaptation. Okay. Um, he died in 2005, so it was actually finished by Tony Kushner. Um, and uh, finished 11 years later. With 11 years later, but so they've been trying to make this for a while. Um, Denzel Washington directs it. You know, it's his third movie that he's directed. Antoine Fisher and the Great Debaters were the other two. And it also says he performed the play 114 times in 2010. Yeah, I just said that. So, oh, I didn't hear you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, August Wilson wrote the play too. Um, so uh, I was thinking of shoes. So. <laughs> so, so that's the thing. So that is the strength of the movie and the problem. The strength of really the movie is they know the character so well. The problem is they didn't. Uh, you're. This is a complaint that I have. It's two different mediums. Mm-hmm. The play starts, and there's the th- this thing is stage play. It's all dialogue. Mm-hmm. It is the it is the playwright's medium, right? You know, um, film is the director's medium, and of stage play, you have to come in and explain everything because you only have one location. Even the the best of stage directors can get creative and make and break up the stage. Even if you have a big budget Broadway, you're still stuck in the stage. And you have to have people come in and explain, I just came from this place and was talking to this guy and here's why. And as a movie, just show me. So that was, there was times like I was taken out of it a little because I just felt like there was a camera in a theater because it really, the whole movie takes place in the backyard in the kitchen. Did they cut to the audience? Yeah, (laughs) they should. (laughs) But that was the only thing where I sort of like. So this is like a two location movie. Almost. I mean, wow. and they miss some opportunities, I think. Where did that 24 million go? <laughs> <laughs> Denzel Washington yeah. and Viola Davis is where that money went. Um, so like, per, it's a it's performance-wise, it's worth seeing, but mm-hmm. just know you're kind of watching a play on screen. Right. And, you know, it's, it's a good thing, I guess, in terms of your you're giving the theater to a mass audience because to go to new, you have to go to New York, you have to spend all this money. The tickets are a hundred bucks. So now you can spend 10, 12 bucks and see this play and see August Wilson, who was a fantastic playwright. And mm. it's a great American story. Now, do you think this movie was good enough to be nominated for a Tony? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> y- yes, Chris. How many times did Denzel do it on stage? <laughs> so I, uh, you know, it's it's worth seeing for the performances, but just know you're going to be at times you're going to go. I feel like I'm watching a play, right? Where and there's a but. I for me, what I would have done, I would have cut half the dialogue. And I understand Denzel Washington was like his reverence for August Wilson's work, and I get that. And just like, oh, his is it's sacrosanct. It's sacrosanct. I don't, don't want to edit it. I'm not touching it. I, right. I get that. I really understand mm-hmm. that. And but I think you just got to understand they're two very different mediums. And right. there's a bunch of stuff you could have shown me. 
there's a whole storyline with the son mm-hmm. and he wants to, he's a good high school football player and he might have a chance at a scholarship and, and Denzel's like, no, get a regular job, you know, and, and, and there's great stories and themes there. You could have shown me him playing football or the something. coach, right. And, and you know what I mean? All of this stuff you could have just shown me and it would have been way more powerful than just talk, 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 talk. Mm-hmm. But there's great performances. In it, so was it uh how long was the film? It's two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah, again, God. too long to it's watch. A play. It's Di- a three-act yeah. play, mm-hmm. you know? But there's no intermission I in this know. movie. Yeah. That's the problem. A theater has an intermission. Some similarities with Manchester by the Sea then. Again, playwrights. Cut it and get <laughs> mm-hmm. it under two hours. And mm-hmm. you could still have an amazing movie with amazing performances. By the way, Manchester by the Sea, lots of different locations. And next year's 8.5 million. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what you get for the yeah. lesser Affleck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you get the off-brand Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> and all the, the food Solange in the freezer. of the family. Yeah. <laughs> like. Said all the food in the freezer scenes is vegan because Casey is a vegan. Well, that's not, that doesn't make me happy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to respect animals, but not hum- women. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> women. Yeah. <laughs> Murdering an animal is wrong. Four-footed, fine. Two, they're open season. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So we we have a sponsor. We do. This is HelloFresh. HelloFresh.com. Now, this is great. This is a meal kit delivery service that makes cooking fun, easy, and convenient. And they make different recipes each week they give you step-by-step instructions designed uh to take about 30 minutes and it's really fresh ingredients and it's the exact amount needed so you don't have to waste any food now last year we tried HelloFresh, and they sent us a bunch of stuff and it, it was really good i remember um having the three meals great and then i was thinking yeah but you know we have two kids you know this is like kind of meant for two adults with um, fancy tastes, you know, because some of the stuff is like really, it's like foodie food because it's uh, kids aren't going to like it. But they came out with a family box for two adults and two children that is a little more kid-friendly recipe. So we've been using that and it's been great. Um, my only um, crit- critique would be a little less kale. They seem to put a lot of kale in a lot, a lot of things, but I don't need kale in everything. Uh, but... Um, it's really good. They're um, they're good for you. Like I remember, you know, sometimes they're super healthy. They're super healthy. When we eat them, like we feel better after eating a HelloFresh meal, and it's so much easier because we're trying to plan meals for a family of four, and just to have two of them, two to three delivered every week, it's so much well, easier. Well, the thing is that that's I do a and healthier. Of, I do a fair amount of cooking. I eat mm-hmm. relatively healthy, but I don't. My wife does. I don't. I'm not. The, I'm not the cook in the family. Yeah. <laughs> well, I. Um, but the. I'm not going to – it's the time also you're saving is going to the store or the market or whatever and getting all of these specific ingredients. Yeah, and, and picking a recipe too. Yeah. Like, well, what am I going to make? I would never make this shit on my own. No, neither no would way. we. Mm-mm. No way. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I would do this. But so it's fantastic. So I just started getting some um, – you got me some as a gift. I did, yeah. And so they're showing up. we're subscribers. They're so showing I up next you. week. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys can too if you go to HelloFresh.com and use Comedy Film Nerds 35 as your coupon code. Yes, and you're going to get $35 off your first week of oh, deliveries. Snap. HelloFresh.com, enter Comedy Film Nerds 35 when you subscribe. Do it. So and guys, they, the sh- Yeah, and you can send your friends free food too. Yeah, so you're mm-hmm. saving. We're putting cash in your pocket and food mm-hmm. in your mouth. Yes. <laughs> So stick that in your yap hole and who, chew it. Who could ask for anything yeah, more? Yeah, chew your food. 
And um, Denzel performed the play 114 times in what? 2010. No I swear to God. Yeah. yeah. Denzel Washington? Yeah. On Broadway. And yeah. Then, what is, wait, yeah. What year again? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. HelloFresh.com. Comedy Film Nerds 35. All right. So now the trailer. We got to talk about this trailer. Resident Evil oh. colon the final chapter. Is it though? Is it the second? Is there how many parts of the final chapter are we going to have? I feel like this isn't our last Resident Evil. It may not be. I mean, obviously, uh, uh, Paul, I think it's W.S. Anderson and his wife, Mila Jojovich, um, their marriage is still going well. They're still making, I, I would say they're still making movies together. No, they're still making these movies together. <laughs> this is it. This is all they're making now. Um, yeah. So. The, this is the franchise that I always thought would run out of steam, and it never seemed to. There was always be like a, you know another year or two. It was another Resident Evil movie. Now I'm actually a fan. I've played the games. Um, I've watched these movies. I've watched all of them, and I will say um, you can't really use the word good for any of them. But <laughs> uh, some of them are watchable, fun, kind of pulpy, you know, grindhousey type you know, action, horror, you know, goofy weapons, monsters They're and stuff. Ridiculous. They're ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> They're a blast. Yeah. Like and, it's, it's and every eating once cotton candy <laughs> on a roller coaster. Exactly. And, and it's every once in a while one comes along, like I think the, the last one, which was so bad, you're like, you know what? I'm not even enjoying this ironically. This one is so bad <laughs> that it is completely ridiculous. Like I, I don't even think the director showed up to set like, um, so I think this one is kind of, kind of like judging from the trailer. A lot of shit happens and a lot of shit blows up. It's all shooting, guns, monsters, zombies, like everything you know you expect. Here are the like a, evil ones. Yes. extension, extension, wait, extension of extinction. <laughs> it's an extension cord. Yeah, extension, Why can't I pronounce that word? Afterlife, retribution, and now the final chapter. You know, also apocalypse. Yeah. So, uh, and and you know what's weird? After you just named all those movies, I feel like the, after watching them, I feel like there were like five more. Really, yeah, even probably. though, even though, <laughs> <laughs> like I think I think I saw like yeah, there was, was going to be like ten to fifteen of these movies. Yeah. So um, I'm going to be going to see this movie. I like I said, I enjoyed um, turning the brain off and watching these. Um, like there was a one or two that actually were close to being good. Um, the rest of them, not so much. But they're fun. They're fun. And if you're a gamer, you know, there's like little Easter eggs in the movies that you could kind of catch with the characters. Um, but there's no reason at all to keep making them <laughs> on any level. Uh, it's like you know, it's like making another um, uh, underworld movie. It's like re- really She's coming out. There's no, it's it's already out. It's yeah. already out. Oh, cool. And uh, Damn, I missed it. yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> my favorite uh, email I got yesterday was from Neil. He said he put the review up for Underworld, and uh, I think it's called Blood Wars or something. And he goes, "It was bad, even for Underworld movie standards." <laughs> you have to actively when you're making these just sort of silly B movie popcorn flicks right you have to go out of your way to make them bad yes you like do to make them so bad that even right. the people that are going just for the silliness of right. it can't have fun if you have guns monsters hot girls and uh, slow motion action you gotta like you said go out of your way to make that boring it's like a roller yeah. coaster where somebody goes you know let's just slow it down <laughs> right yeah take out the loops yeah. It's, it's like in Fast and Furious, everyone just walked in and out of the cars. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> all in pulling up to yeah. the ballet. Yeah, that's all that's it the is. Whole, that's the whole thing. Annabelle, you saw this trailer. What did you think of this? I think it is very expensive. As a gamer, too. Well, as a serious gamer. Um, <laughs> Um, Chris Hardwick asked me the same question and I'll tell I'll tell you the same answer I gave him. I think this is very, very expensive couples therapy. (laughs) (laughs) I think these are the only movies that are holding them together. Like this is their passion project. This is what (laughs) I you know, and we're we're all of we're all a part of it. So it's like it's like we're enablers. Sta- it's like they're staying together for the kids, kind of thing. Exactly, staying together for the zombies. And they're like, this marriage isn't working, but we have we have the resident. Yes, evil they're staying together for the cosplayers, and I think that's very sweet of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well then I'm going to go support this marriage. Yes, gonna- <laughs> with your dollars. I am going to support this marriage with mm-hmm. my dollars. Rich, good-looking people need help. Oh, they do. Yes, they really do. Listen, so. it's hard. The starving children get enough attention blah, 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 blah. there's commercials for them and it's blah, like blah, listen blah. the golden globes did their part there were so many blood diamonds in the room and we had our <laughs> uh, you know knowledge was brought to it we're aware yeah that's good stuff let's focus on the problems at home at home yes <laughs> like resident yes Evil. yeah zombies and t-viruses yeah yeah mm-hmm. for sure and the umbrella corporation yes best thing I ever got at comic-con i got an umbrella corporation umbrella yeah, it actually has the logo on it. it says That's fantastic. I love that kind of swag. Yeah, it's really cool. It. Um, so anyway, let's go to uh, DVDs and Blu-rays. The Accountant. Um, I did not like this film. It yeah. was ridiculous. And it was a complete misfire and just nonsensical. Even when you turn off your brain, you're like, all right, well, I'm just going to enjoy this nonsensical movie about uh, Ben Affleck being an Aspergery accountant. Nope, still couldn't do it. <laughs> and the other thing, too, and then I heard this other movie that we're going to talk about that's coming out this weekend, Live By Night, was supposed to be some Oscar contender, and it is just doing horrible. Really? Oh, yeah. It's got an awful percentage rate. Wow. Even on Rotten Tomatoes. It's just like, oof. So uh, next one is Deepwater Horizon. This is the uh, Mark Wahlberg oil rig movie. <laughs> so oh, with Kate Hudson as his wife? Yeah. Mm. Show, so, show me those eyes. Is, are him <laughs> and Peter Berg just going to keep making these based on a real, they've done the... Yes. Yeah, they've yes. done the Afghanistan uh-huh. sniper right. one. Mm. They've done this. They have Patriot Day coming out. Yep. They're on uh, Google News every day for their next film. That's... <laughs> <laughs> What's okay? I'm like, just focus on doing Wahlburgers. Like, I want more Wahlburger <laughs> yeah. episodes, less less blowing up, shooting them up. Yeah, stuff. like you have so much money. Like, why don't you just enjoy it instead of making? I know. Beef. Why couldn't you just like start a uh, an orphanage or something, or just like I'm building a homeless shelter as opposed to making Patriots Day? You messed with the wrong city. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Now, uh, or make a sequel. Deepwater Horizon 2, <laughs> when they rebuild the rig. So the sequels on this true story yes. is completely Yeah, dead. yeah, yeah. The sequels are, yeah, you know, first we start with fact, then we go with fiction. Right. Yeah. The, the sniper guy that yeah. just is like, no, he's taking on the Kremlin or something like that. Okay, I'm in. It's like you're responsible for entourage. You need to do something to counterbalance that for yes. the world. And this isn't it. Yeah. This is, still, this, isn't. This, is, this is still the wrong direction. Um the next one is Kevin Hart. What now? This is a concert film, although I think there was some extra stuff shot too. Sure. Um, the Birth of a Nation. 
This one got sunk by sexual harassment charges for sure. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it ended up not doing very well either. Uh, Nate Parker, I believe, yeah. was the uh, the filmmaker. And it had all this buzz. And then this stuff came out. And that sank him. You know, he didn't have the same PR firm Casey Affleck no. does to bury everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, Max Steele, um, if you think toy commercials are too short and you want to see a feature film length version... Uh, this movie is for you. That's what I've been saying that for years. Yeah. These toy commercials need to go to a long form. I really need a character arc with a toy commercial. It needs a best boy grip. I need yes. more. Yes, yes. I don't want to just see like, oh, buy this thing. I want to, know what, I want to get inside. And uh, so in the site spotlight, we have the review of A Monster Calls and, of course, Neil's great review of Underworld Blood Wars. Now, we're having a couple issues with the... Um, Message boards, I did want to mention that right now. Those Brian's working on fixing those, so they should be up uh, back up period, uh, shortly. Um, okay. The best thing I got on Twitter, somebody had just watched Earbuds, and they're like, oh, Ear- Earbuds was great. I was like, thank you. And oh, they, I got excited. I thought you said Earbud. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, sorry. I got no. so excited. We just made a boring All right. documentary. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> so more about Earbuds. Tell me. <laughs> so... Uh, someone saw the film and they were like, I loved it. You guys, uh, do you have a Shoe Captain t-shirt that I can buy? And I was like, no, we do not. Um, but we should. So if anyone wants to design artwork for sh- the Shoe Captain podcast, if you've seen earbuds, send it to us and maybe we'll make that into a t-shirt. We we just might. I think that's such an inside joke mm-hmm. of a fake podcast that we talked about in the, the in the film. So if you haven't seen earbuds, you need to watch. Um, I mean, it that's a great hilarious. idea. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to see what. Podcasts. So send it to info at comedyfilmnerds.com, yeah. Your designs, right. and then if one blows us away, we might actually do it. Well, yeah, we'll make a shoe captain T-shirt <laughs> and mm-hmm. sell it. And uh, only people, it will be the most inside joke you've ever <laughs> had in your life. Um, it, even for, by podcast standards, it would be, uh, it would be very, inside. It's very inside. Um, so, okay. And premiering this week, Monster Trucks. My kids both want to see this movie. This is one of those that I think I'll be dragged to, where it's, you know, a monster that actually lives in the truck. Haha, uh-huh, monster truck. This is really yeah. just making adults have to go to a theater at, rather than watch Saturday morning cartoons. Yes, like, this, this is, is one of those. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. All right. I thought it was like a sequel to Cars, maybe. And then I was like, oh no, it's like a Flubber meets Cars. Kind of, yeah, with like, like a little Not quite war- like Warner Brothers, but like one of the smaller, like. Yeah. System, yeah. With a very. Um, undetailed creature because they can't really afford the extra time and rendering you know that guy yeah yeah it looks like a kind of a jellyfish kind of thing that goes on the truck um live by night this is the ben affleck gangster movie uh you know what i always um a little i'm a little skeptical of a trailer that shows nothing but shooting (laughs) really that's all the trailer is stuff is uh, people are all getting shot in the just in different you know Set pieces like this is at a bank, and this is you know in an alley, and this is but somebody's getting shot everywhere to get Oscar consideration, and it did nothing. Like no one liked it. Didn't get any consideration. None (laughs) at all. Um, Patriots Day we just talked about. His creep brother did. Yeah. Um, and then silence. Uh, came out this week. Oh my gosh, we talked about yeah. I saw it. Uh, we'll talk about it next week. I oh, saw I can't it wait to hear what you have to say about release. it. Um, yeah. 
All right. So already watch getting last, silence. Watch The Last Samurai <laughs> instead. Anyway. <laughs> Go watch that film. That film is far well, that is our show. We want to give you some earbuds updates real quick. Uh, the film is available uh, at ComedyFilmNerds.com and at Vimeo.com. You can also just rent it on Vimeo if you want. Um, the DVDs will be in within a week. We are yes. getting so close. We got confirmation from the replicator. Everything is looking good and done. Now it's just getting finished and shipped to us. We're still working on getting an Amazon and iTunes. That's proving to be a little trickier than we uh, thought yeah. so there's just uh, you know some little technical stuff we're on working there. on they're just very particular about every little goddamn thing yes. so it's just gonna take if, some time if a graphic is the wrong resolution even off by a little bit it gets bounced back and then the whole project won't get accepted yeah, so it'll blow up their site yeah right? so that that's uh that's what we're dealing with right now but it will be there we're getting we're getting closer <laughs> Um, yeah, and the, again, we sell on this site. Uh, there's the bonus features and everything. Yes. If you liked mm-hmm. it, spread the word. Tell people about it. Social media, all that. Um, a lot of downloads from Australia. We really appreciate Thank that. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. Australia. Yeah. We got to co- we got to go there this year for a show. That would we be great. We have to do a mm-hmm. live comedy film in Australia. Mm-hmm. A couple of them. We're going to try to put that together. Okay. Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love Australia. Annabelle, where can people find you on the internet? What are you, what do you got? Uh, they can find me on the interwebs at Annabelle Lee four one seven is my Twitter, and please follow me on Instagram because my dream is to be able to promote those detox teas. So I need follower numbers. Um, <laughs> so you can follow me at Annabelle DeSisto, and the podcast is Adderall and Compliments. Nice. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me. This was so much fun. Oh, thanks, thanks for, for uh, coming by. Thank you for putting up with my baby stripper voice. So I appreciate <laughs> it. Well, we need to shake it up. Yeah. yeah. So if, if you liked this voice, you can hear <laughs> hours and hours of it on my podcast. Um, I have a new uh, YouTube channel. I started to do a... Well, poli- tell us about this, Graham. Uh, I started... Church of Batman. Church of Batman, mm-hmm. which is my political uh, talk show, basically. It's just me... Um, talking about various kinds of politics. I'm releasing about two videos a day. I'm finding interesting articles. It's been really cathartic for me since the election to kind of, I'm staying more informed. Um, I'm contacting, you know, my representatives. Annabelle posted like a couple weeks ago, a bunch of people to call to protest uh, Jeff Sessions, if you want to do that. (laughs) Um, So I've really, um, it's great getting more informed. And uh, as I said, and the intro one, I didn't want to hijack this show with my political <laughs> nonsense because this is a film show. So, um, Much appreciated. <laughs> so I can tell the critic, Chris was like, Graham, just go yell yeah, into it. Go do it. Go do it somewhere yeah. else. Um, so literally it's me talking into my iPhone at my kitchen table um, with a painting of Batman. And, uh, and a Batman t-shirt. So not all the time. I don't always have a Batman t-shirt. Mm, consistency. Consistency. <laughs> <laughs> I just recorded a couple yesterday where I was wearing a sweater. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's that's go to see YouTube. if they get as many hits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if the, if the sweater killing the sweater is killing this whole series. Um, so yeah, go to youtube.com slash Graham Elwood, and it's I have a bunch of different playlists like stand up comedy. It's Church of Batman. Like it subscribe to it the more likes and subscribes i get um helps and share it on social media and then of course go to comedyfilmers.com and and uh, get some get some you know get some earbuds in your in your face <laughs> um so, well that is it that's our that's show, our show guys. first show of 2017 yep 
first one technically recorded. <laughs> yeah, the first one we recorded. Yes. Um. So thank you so much, Annabelle, for being on the thank program. Thank you guys so much. This was so much fun. Yes. Thanks for your financial tips. Yes. <laughs> very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> So other people having to pay to work. Yes. That's good. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, so that's our show, you guys. We appreciate it. And um, we've got a bunch of new great guests coming up already this, this year. So Yeah, a lot of good people coming up. Like, follow, um, tell people about it. It helps. Uh, our download numbers actually went up in 2016. Yes. And so uh, it's very cool. Yeah. And like we said, like, you know, we always say, you know, donate or, or buy some, at least spend $20 a year in the store. If you've done that or if you can't afford it, no problem. There's a plenty of free things you can mm-hmm. do, like even just a, a review on IMDb of your buds, stuff mm-hmm. like that that doesn't cost you anything. It all helps us. So Positive thank you. Positive review on iTunes of the podcast. Yep. All it's all stuff. good. Thank you. All right, guys, that is our show. Go to HelloFresh.com. Use coupon code COMEDYFILMNERDS35. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first.